Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today we are talking about marriage and relationship after the awakening and how are we going to handle and what's the best way to handle when change is happening. Enjoy! Good. Okay, so today we kind of changed our format. Um, we are like more video form, so we're so excited. So today we talk about um, marriage and the partnership after awakening. So we can talk about this topic. Like, you know, a lot of um, people I know um, after awakening, um, they started having energetic difference between their spouses. Um, you know, uh, they started realizing um, other things like, these more and more they become true to themselves um they find not because they had bad relationship with their partner but they feel like they're graduated they kind of like uh grew over the relationship and then i noticed a lot of people started to leaving the relationship in one way still having family but start seeking the partner who is more of suited into their soul need or resonate with their soul more so today we want to talk about stuff like that i mean i think sue you might have experienced something like that from your first marriage and your second marriage no well yeah i mean individual soul growth uh dictates that when uh you're a young person in life that um they're naturally many lessons that we're going to encounter. And I feel that I had uh, not been awakened at the time when I was first married. Uh, that didn't come until, well, and then as a consequence, I got into therapy to deal with my relationships and uh, the difficulties that I was having. We weren't growing along the same lines. And how was um, the marriage like uh, you were just married or you weren't growing together what do you mean like can you specify yeah. well yeah i mean he was he was working all the time and mm -hmm. even not necessarily wanting to spend spirit time with us so you know the, the job and the money were the excuse not to be home and not to have a real conversation and when I started my therapy, because I felt very alone and I felt, and then the other thing was, you know, he would say, well, when are you ready for another child? I was just wrapping my mind around the first child I was trying to raise and woefully unprepared. Um, so, you know, there were things that were happening mm -hmm. um, on his end to avoid getting real and talking about whatever issues that we had and i think that's a learned behavior when people do that um so you think if he was hiding his um i don't know true feelings or whatever it is like by just working yeah so he doesn't have to talk about something important yeah and he worked also at a bar so he was seeing many many women on the side and you know staying out later and later at night and it would scare me because i wouldn't get a phone call saying hey i'm going to work later so here i would be expecting him to be home at two in the morning mm -hmm. after the bar closed or three in the morning and then it was becoming four or five and six 
which scared me. I, it was it was depleting me of my sleep, and I was becoming almost delirious, you know, with worry and with those topics. So, you know, the bottom line is he wasn't ready to be married. I wasn't ready to be married. We got married because of the child. And um, wow, I, I can't stress enough how much that's not a good reason to partner up with somebody. Um, you know, different people uh, will disagree with me, you know, uh, people that are more religiously affiliated. Um, and all I can say is in my experience and, and many of the people that I've worked with in my career, it is just not the thing that makes a relationship work. Um, but you know, now to, we're physically married. In order to understand um, that concept, people need spiritual maturity to even grasp that. Right. You know, at least they could have to being start awakening. Well, if I had listened to my own self, my higher self speaking through me, I wouldn't have gotten married in the first place. I allowed myself to be bullied into a marriage, and that was a familial thing. That was a religious thing, and I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I wanted, wanted the child. To, you wanted to do the right thing. No, I wouldn't say that. I don't believe in right and wrong. I, I just think it was uh, a pressure that was put on me by my family. I wanted to please. I wanted to be a pleaser. I wanted my family to approve of me. And so when when we do something that isn't um, in line with what our highest self is asking us, we, we suffer a consequence, you know, and um, I thought that it could work out over time. Mm -hmm. um, if we just put enough effort into it, but then once you discover that you're willing to put effort into it and the other isn't, then I, I think that's, that's all you need to know. So I got well, out of it pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, effort is definitely important, but like, um, I don't know, when we feel like, especially after awakening, um, we have this innate feeling, like an intuitive feeling about um, uh, stuff is no longer serving you know like mm -hmm. um it's just not the right fit anymore the energetic is off and so if every time you walked into a closet someone hit you over the head with a baseball bat would you still keep going into the closet now i know that's an extreme example however this um feeling that you're talking about that is not um feeling right anymore feeling good anymore that's your that's your higher self coming in to say this, you're not getting what you need. You're not getting your need met, your needs met. And so, you know, there are many options available. If, if people, both parties are willing to work, they feel it, they can be honest about it and say, yeah, it's not quite working for me either. Let's, I'm not even sure why let's figure it out. You know, if both partners are willing to do something about it and work together to figure it out. And even in the end, if that comes to um, a mutual uh, agreement that, well, okay, so our time together has passed. I mean, we've gotten some really good things out of it and now it just, uh, it's, it's a natural time to part ways. That's great. But if, uh, you know, one individual is willing to have a conversation and the other isn't, then I think, I don't know where you go from there. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know because um, it's about how much the other person is willing or it depends on the situation. Like if the other person is um, trying but doesn't know how to, mm -hmm. which is completely different situation from not caring. You know, or you not being willing to try, right. 
yeah. you know you're just so, in the game for the sake of because you have to be together because of your religion whatever right mm-hmm. like i have a lot of client i do help because um they are not necessary in happy marriage they are not necessary having any kind of um resonating relationship as a soul mm-hmm. they are together for the sake of it mm. or for money or for kids yeah and then they yeah, meet me frame and they don't know what to do about it so mm. what i provide is um provide um you know a soul contract so they can understand what the contract is with their spouse and then their uh, twin frame relationship so at least they are they are understanding okay i married to this person because let's say this is a karmic relationship so i'm supposed to learn this and this and that so after you have uh, learned the lesson you are not really required to stay with this person mm-hmm. So if they have a clarity, like this is not some kind of a lifetime contract with their spouse, but you happen to hooked up with this person because they are past like karmic tie or whatever that is. So each person's relationship or their marriage is different because some marriages are contract between two soul families that soulmates. So mm-hmm. they have their own uh, goals and mission together and then they have a common goal so that kind of marriage is usually very harmonious it's very um supportive of course they have some challenges you know because we all grow up in different environment but mm-hmm. not like wow you have to climb mount everest mm-hmm. you know usually it's harmonious mm-hmm. and then they both grow with each other one one person grow the other person catch up because they are i won't say they're contracted that way but it seems like how this is working you know robert schwartz i i've read some work of robert schwartz he's done i don't know 30 years worth of um research on soul contracts and um i love his work it's, uh, the one i have that is my favorite is called a soul's gift and mm-hmm. he talks about a client that he worked with where um, the sole contract with this individual that would have been her husband, um, she had learned the lesson that she needed to learn, which was to stand up for herself and to va- value her own voice oh, yeah. earlier in the life. And what ended up happening was they didn't even end up meeting yeah, because she coming the together lesson, right? because she completed her lesson and the interesting thing about that is um robert talks about in the book that there's so many timelines available in any one given combination or situation so in essence if you do learn your lesson or whatever it is experience that you came to to do for yourself and then that relationship is no longer there are so many other possibilities of how that could go for yeah. for both for both individuals that it's really not a problem because he will in that instance get the experience that he needed he'll it'll just be with a different person yeah it's because it's a freeing experience for them you know my clients know they are soul contract so they are no longer tied because i had to stay this person because i'm married now exactly. they're looking at their soul contract and the, in order for them to look at it 
what kind of contract they are having. Is this karmic contract, so you have to finish certain lessons, or is this soulmate contract you decided to contract with each other with this lifetime to do something mm -hmm. together? Or is exactly. this the same contract that you decided to grow each other's soul and then meet your in union within your within your divine feminine and divine masculine and then serve for humanity and see if the other person will be in union or not you know some twin flame couples they become in union but that is not the basic goal of twin flame union because you have to be in union within yourself and you have to start self-loving yourself before even before having self-union and mm -hmm. then have their physical union yeah i so would agree depends yeah. on the relationship and depends on the contract you can really look at any relationship or any marriage in one um black and white picture mm -hmm. so it's very um fulfilling for me to take a look at soul contract for my you know coaching client because they need a clarity of that mm -hmm. you know well you know you were asking about my first marriage and I'll tell you this for myself um, the honest part came in is that I wasn't looking to be married or even you know be a mother at that point in my life I was looking to get out of my family of origin out of the household I mean my mother and I like fought like cat and dog and we just it was very uncomfortable so I mean I climbed on to this person and clasped mm -hmm. on to this person looking yeah. for escape and mm -hmm. it was very important for me in my own journey to understand mm -hmm. i didn't know it then of course it was an unconscious coupling okay mm -hmm. um i didn't know what my reasons were back then but i had a whole lot of excuses for myself you know why i why i wanted him in my life and the truth is we're good friends to this day mm -hmm. we don't talk to each other we don't see each other but i i love him because mm -hmm. i just do but we're not we're not good together okay and so we figured that much out but you know reevaluating your motivations for any interaction is always a good thing and like you said if you can nail something down to you know is this a karmic thing i'm sure we i'm sure my first husband and i agreed on a karmic level that we would have this experience together so we could grow and understand yeah to, and have a to know ourselves better we weren't ready to be married i mean geez i was 19 years old and he wasn't either yeah. he was he wanted to you know go out and play and make a living and then here he is married so um yeah. I, I think what's important too is no blame you know yeah. I, if if you're going to try to figure out a relationship and you're just saying they're going you know say I'm, I'm the female which I am oh it's his fault he did this and he wanted to go out and party and he just wanted to work all the time and he didn't want to have a real conversation and I just take all of that and blame it on him like I'm putting my garbage on him and the, the whole responsibility of the relationship then that's that's not helpful for me and I'm not going to find happy this this way I had to go through and intuit for myself what were my motivations yeah. for the marriage and what were you know what was at stake by going on and having this child on my own and so there was my insecurity that I wouldn't be able to do it by myself see these are self reflections mm -hmm. that actually help build me and that is in my opinion self love 
when mm -hmm. I can be honest with myself and say, what was my motivation for this? So did I get married for money? Did I get married for comfort and support? Yes, yes. Did I get married because my family thought that that was the right thing to do and that I would be being unfair to my child if I brought him into the world not being married? Yes. Okay. So it's not so simple to look at a, a, a love relationship and just say, um, you know, okay, we agreed to be together. We have a contract. Okay. So in life and what our experiences, what were my motivations in my mind? What was I consciously aware of? What was I sub consciously not aware of for motivation right and so once you can start piecing those things together that's actually being kind to myself because then i can be honest with myself and then i can be honest with my partner if yeah i'm not telling the truth about me what's going to give him the impetus to tell the truth about him yeah but it's very hard for especially people who are not awakened to face that you know how much can you be honest with you because you yeah. have to look at something you don't want to look at. You, you have to look at something that you don't even want to admit, let's say, motive of your marriage, you know? Yeah, like, well, that's why they call it work, right? Uh-huh. That's so why that's, they call it work, because it is work and it's because, painful. Yeah, that's why self-work is important in order for uh, people to start ascending, you know? Absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes... Um, my understanding of marriage is a lot of marriage is karmic contract unless marriage is based on soulmate you don't really meet too many twin flames because most of the marriage is either soulmate or karmic i'm just putting generalizing mm -hmm. and a lot of people think i'm i have a twin flame but i never tell them oh you are let's look at your soul contract because maybe the person is thinking this crazy passion they have with this person they think it's their twin flame or something they cannot stop thinking about this person it could be attachment from um their previous lifetime it could be yeah. a karmic relationship you don't know that right absolutely a lot of marriage um especially um marriage that uh, people graduate um, because yeah. they come to a certain point that they need another person because they grow out of whatever they had. That's, to me, the contract is ended. But when you reach ending, how you are going to reach your ending? Like, are you yelling at each other and having a drama to finish it? Or you are... Um, you learn what you had, you accept it, you feel accountable of whatever the part you played and be thankful and move on to another person, you know? That's like yeah. two different way of um, graduating that relationship. And, a lot and of I would even think that it's like almost like if someone died too, you know, it's not that dissimilar where you have to do some mourning mm -hmm. of the relationship. Yeah, you definitely have to because in my case, it was easier for me because I have to question my marriage from day one of my marriage for four years. Every day questioning. Uh, every day looking at myself. Every day fighting with my ex-husband who I thought was comparable, was lie. You know? I'm not blaming, yeah. but I'm saying 
I had to face myself that I decided to walk on the aisle and then it is the right choice. Mm -hmm. You know, I decided to decide to be in that marriage because I was scared of what my family going to react. And, you know, I was very Catholic at that time and then church stuff too. So I had to face that every single day and I have to question that every single day. And it's just, you know, once you do that, and then once I decided to make a decision to talk to my ex-husband, you know, this is not working and then we should get divorced, you know, then mm -hmm. you still have to go through the grieving, but I was grieving <laughs> from day one, actually. So uh, it was yeah. easier transition for me, but I know when people are going through um, their legal marriage and then suddenly like you know they feel like they are no longer in sync with anymore and they tried really really hard you know to be be comparable but how much can you be comparable if you are totally out of sync with each other yeah like the energy you, is just not meshing yeah that too, and then one person is sacrificing in order for two to work on which is not healthy relationship yeah and if and, they're sacrificing for the children guess what those kids feel that so yeah, you're not fooling you're not fooling anybody. You can put out a pretty picture for the kids if that's the excuse. Oh, I'm staying for the kids. We don't want to hurt them. Guess what? Those kids feel every bit of that. So just wanted to tack that onto what you're saying. Yeah, I mean you you're having amazing marriage, like second marriage, and the, you your first kids from your first husband is having great dad who is not the biological dad, right? He is yes, and and that's the thing. When I decided that I would be open to another relationship, there had to be the self-love for me that said, I will not accept anyone into my life that will not accept my child mm -hmm. as his own. Because honestly, I don't think, we, and you and I talked about this a couple of sessions ago, mm -hmm. there isn't true love if you're, if you're basing a uh, somebody's children on whether they're your blood children or not that's that's not what love is you could be a parent to any child you know if you're willing to and you want to and so that was my boundary that was my requirement was that it would yeah. you know if there was an individual that said oh i want you but not your son that was a no-go 100 percent, and that was how i loved myself okay yeah. So when you put that energy out into the universe, that's what the universe is then saying, okay, you know, this is what she wants. You have to be very clear about what you want in life. I'm going to say mm -hmm. that because if you're putting energy out, all this uncertainty, well, I want security, but I don't want to stay with this guy who I'm no longer vibing with. And you're not, and you're afraid to let go of the security because you're not believing in yourself that you can provide your own security while you're sending out really confusing messages to the universe and the universe is not gonna it's just gonna keep sending you stuff okay today you say you want this so we're gonna send you that well tomorrow i say i want this so i'm gonna send you that to see what i'm saying this this you start kitchen sinking the universal energy and then you sit there and wonder why 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 am i getting all these different options available to me and none of them is really congruent with what I want well you haven't been clear about what you want so 
but I think maybe some of the individuals that you're working with, they have to get really clear. What is it that I want? Would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, they do. But in order for them to understand that, you know, you have to go through a lot of uh, work, you know, inner work and the healing. And then you have, it's helpful to see the soul contract. You have to go, they have to go through whole entire You can just do mindset and meditate and try to, get the clarity you know when, when we are talking about deep level of clarity why you're doing what why you're choosing this and that like moving one life to another isn't always easy you know and especially when you have a kids it's not easy but when you have a clarity of you know clarity means from soul level not your mind level but when you have a clarity of that you can and also self-love then you you can have a strength and a courage to follow your path your soul path of course we always have a free will so if one decided to not follow their path that is their choice too you know absolutely but, absolutely but that doesn't mean you have to walk with them mm -hmm. yeah we and, don't have to walk with them that's why a lot of in twin family relationship when divine masculine is going through their destructive cycle or their karmic cycle a lot of people you know including myself tell them to focusing on their own life and don't walk the path with him because you're not his savior you're not his jesus he's take care of himself you know even though he's not he might not be awakened right you know and that's where the boundaries come in yeah and you know, I think one of the things people, we were just talking about this, both of us, you know, felt sort of pressured to stay. I was pressured to go into a marriage I didn't want to be in. You were pressured to stay in one because of the religion, you know, and so we're not just going to poop on religion. We're going to talk about like all kinds of expectations. Yeah. But, um, doing something out of anybody else's expectation is is just never ah. going to come up with the result that you want that's my opinion and i stick to it um but so, you know anytime your excuse is it's it's for this other person that's when we have to go okay how is that serving me yeah and to get if to it's that codependency level, to get to that level they have to be certain awakening level exactly you know? a lot of the times and, people are not going to even realize they are operating uh, due to Okay, I have to um, meet my family's expectation or religion expectation or my society's expectation or your social standing expectation or whatever, you know? Little right, people. you got to start somewhere though. And I'll tell you, all that social conditioning is what you're talking about. It's social conditioning, what we've learned ever since we were children. That can all be erased too, not erased, but reprogrammed into now what's the more healthier way of thinking and they call that cognitive behavioral therapy they call it so many different things but the bottom line is you got to start somewhere and the average child learning something has to hear something what at least a hundred times before they fully understand what it is they're hearing and what is expected of them so i mean you start at square one and start in imagining what those things are that the person believes that they are um having to to do for someone else for an expectation, right? So we start floating the idea of 
is it possible that you're doing this for somebody else? Just generally speaking. Yeah, make them um, happy, right? So yeah, what what do you think your motivation is for for this X Y Z behavior? And when you start planting the seed of questioning that, and then just keep watering it, um, keep asking the question, and maybe reframe the question, do it in other ways. Um, but you're still getting to the question: is mm -hmm. what is your answer? What is your answer? What is your motivation? And if it is somebody else's expectation, then that's not really your motivation. That's just you falling in line with what someone wants you to do, right? But, you know, I understand you're saying that's more for people that are awakened, but that's how we can also help people wake up is by having them decide what their own answer is. I mean, a lot of people are detached from what even drives them. Yeah, and yeah. plus, in order for you know, a person to have that kind of uh, strength as a self, it's important to have start cultivating self-love. Like, you know, people, I do help single people to cultivate their self-love because to me, unless you love yourself, how can you have a healthy relationship with someone? Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's very important, but like, Unless you have self-love, how do you put boundaries or how can you stand up for yourself when the other person is expecting something totally different from what you want to do? Yeah, well, you know? and I think that's, that is, um, you just do it. And, okay, so I, uh, I won't mention any names, but I had somebody in my life that, um, you know, if you wanted to get clinical, you could say probably had borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't like to put people in boxes, but you kind of understanding what I'm saying is um, people with BPD, they have, they tend to be very extremely narcissistic. Well, um, this individual, I, I didn't want to take out of my life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have her with me. Yeah. However, I, I wanted my suffering to stop mm -hmm. and I wanted the energetic vampirism to stop because yeah. um, I was just drained every single time that I was in her presence. Mm -hmm. And so I just started putting boundaries out there. Yeah. And the minute I did that, there was blowback. I mean, of course, this I'm doing something completely out of character for myself and I'm, I'm doing something, something that is what? foreign this person her. used to, right? You didn't put the boundaries exactly. before. Right. So mm -hmm. it's totally out of character for me. It's mm -hmm. totally not something this individual was used to. And the initial reactions were quite intense and kind of a F you sort of thing. And okay, that's fine. You know, we're starting something new and I'm setting a boundary in place. I can't control how she's going to react to it, but I can stay steadfast in my boundary. And eventually I'll tell you this, and this is just anecdotal information. This is not like a longitudinal study or anything in research, but from my own personal account, she got used to it and why? And she was respecting the boundaries. Why? Because she loved me too. See, yeah, so if there's love important. there and there's a willingness for someone to do the work, then things can happen and can change. But if you put those boundaries up and that person says F you and never has another kind of, you know, conversation again, I don't hold out a lot of hope. That yeah, yeah, if that happens, that's that's it, you know. Plus, um, 
that's where self-love comes because if you cultivating self-love even that happens you can accept that because standing up for yourself and standing up what honoring yourself is more important right that's where we all have a courage to walk out of a relationship or marriage which is no longer serving us yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely and and i think that that's the only true way to find um happiness in, in life it's you know we've seen so many examples of relationships i mean I, my parents one of them you know staying together for the sake of the children and i felt every bit of that i knew i i heard the arguments i felt the pain i felt the stress in the house and it wasn't helping me. And also, here's another fact, it wasn't teaching me how to have a good relationship either. So there's something to chew on. If there are children involved, you wanna be mindful of the example that you're showing them. And I'm not talking about guilt, I'm talking about being mindful and aware that if you show them your own strength and ability to go after what makes you happy, that's a beautiful gift you give your child. Yeah, that's a priceless gift. Is showing because... them how to follow their own strength, you know? So we could actually uh -huh. help all the generations. Yeah, all the generations that come after us, we're helping them by, by being true to ourselves. Oh, definitely, because that's something, the gift we cannot buy, right? And then Absolutely. kids or people around us can only learn by looking at the parents or, you know, someone parent or figure. Yeah, and that's how, that's how we learn about relationships is right in our own homes. Mm -hmm. So that's not like uh, so a lot of people feel guilty or might feel guilty about divorcing or you know the, your first marriage didn't work, but it's not always that way, you know. Some marriage are not meant to um, stay together forever, like for a lifetime because mm -hmm. of its nature of the contract it depends on what kind of a contract you're having with a person you know you can't just judge marriage or relationship in one big you know rule well this is a lot of why we do the hypnosis with mm -hmm. our clients and we and we work on you know because you can get a lot of answers pretty quickly in one yeah. session about these questions mm -hmm. and you know, what could take years of therapy to get to because, you know, of all the things you stated earlier, all the reasons why individuals aren't willing to look at the things we've talked about and be honest with themselves. I mean, we get them to their subconscious level yeah. and able to, add, then they can ask their higher self, they can ask their themselves, what, what is this about and why isn't this working or, or what can I do to improve this and that sort of thing? And then those inf those answers come to them. Mm -hmm. So have more clarity. And that's so also the choice uh, for yeah. one individual to make. And it has to do with free will as well. Yeah. So today, we just wanted to share with you guys about, you know, this kind of topic. And next time, we're going to have a totally different topic. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's topic. And then... I see you guys next Friday. Okay, thanks a lot, Erica. Thank I appreciate you. it. Bye. Bye-bye.
Hi, thank you so much for listening. So I hope I'm gonna see you guys next week.